Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. Every day we get new stories. Now, I'm not talking about the front lines. I'm not talking about the actual stories of the pandemic and hopefully soon will be called epidemic. But side stories, ones that you probably didn't think were even possible in this world that we live in. But we're in 2020. And if you're new to this year, if you just joined us, not only on Espionation Radio, EspionationRadio.com, across all platforms. We'll get to that coming up on how you can consume this program. But you're probably thinking, what's different about 2020? Everything, every single thing is different about 2020. The world has been flipped upside down. The latest, and it's, I'll just read it to you. Tupac Shakur. Yes, Tupac Shakur, an unemployed Kentucky resident was accused by the Kentucky governor of being one of those filing for unemployment under fake names. And the story has come around to where Tupac has accepted the governor's apology. Quote, I understand he's dealing with a lot. Shakur is a 46-year-old Lexington resident. Of course, he shares the same name, but was not trying to use Tupac Shakur, the late rapper's name, for any government check. Now, I've heard of government fraud before, but that would be taking it to a new level. Yet, they didn't do anything but just accuse them and say, no, there's just no. Nobody could be sharing the same name as Tupac Shakur, right? Maybe they would not use the number two, as you've seen Tupac use in his albums, but this is where we are right now. Where there was no vetting, it was nothing. They didn't even like call or anything like that. They just turned around, they saw the name. No, it's got to be a fake. It's got to be a fake. So now the governor is all red in the face, and it's just where we are right now. You thought Tupac was gone, didn't you? No, sir. He's back. Everybody's coming back. Either we're losing people left and right, or people are coming back. It's crazy. We don't know what's going on. Baseball has an idea on how to get things going right away. I don't know if I like it. That next. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, so if you're following along, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. We're live on all platforms here, at Shander Show for me on Twitter, at ron 2 ends Culver for Ron on Twitter as well. We'll get to this Jeopardy Club uh, clip. I wanted to play it yesterday, but we simply ran out of time. And I was watching last night. This is crazy. We'll get to this MLB story in a second. I know Tony Iran spoke about it this morning, and I have thoughts on it, trying to wrap my head around just who benefits and maybe who gets, I don't want to say screwed, but jobbed. Let's use that term probably more so than anything. But I don't know if this is just because of the crazy answer that we played last week or probably a combination of both, right? 
where quarantine, stay at home, nothing's open, just watch as much TV, consume, as, especially if the day is nasty out. But I can't watch Jeopardy now without the eye at least one watching it, waiting for somebody to screw up. Right? Like, I can't watch the show. I was watching last night and trying to figure out if one or two of these answers would be viral and people would be making fun like the one we have from Tuesday night. No, Monday night. But there was one that I think we're going back and forth. That's why I say if you're following along in the stream, you can always get it here and interact with us no matter if we're on the air or in commercial. So Ron and I were going back and forth on one. There was an MLB category last night for the three beyond intelligent women on the panel. And four of the five, I forget how many questions there are. Is it five or six, whatever. They went through no problem. All were answered. I believe one maybe wasn't. And then there was this one that was up for debate on whether or not it should have gone viral. So you'll hear that clip this hour, I promise. Second hour, we're going to bring in Jared Smith, Sports Grid, and talk a little bit about some NFL futures, some betting elements. But as promised, we're going to begin, at the very least, looking at the world of stocks like we look at the world of fantasy football. And I guarantee you that by the end of one or two of these conversations, you're going to walk away a little smarter. Fake news, second hour. That's not going anywhere either. MLB says three regional divisions. They're considering a bunch of different ideas. We know the Biodome was out there at one point, the 20-mile radius, just drawing it in the ground in Phoenix, trying to get something going. So according to the AP, there's this one plan that's become public now where Major League Baseball will take all 30 teams and split them evenly, 10 into 3. So teams would now be restricted to playing in their division to cut down on all cross-country travel. Teams from the National League, the American League, would be mixed up based on, you guessed it, location. For example, as we can think this through already, the Yankees and Mets, the Red Sox, the Phillies, other East Coast teams, I imagine the Orioles, the Nationals, I don't know how far south they're going to go, but probably all the way down to Florida, right? Miami, I would think, I mean, you're going to have to play the Marlins, although it would be nice to just relegate at this point. You'd probably take another team out, whatever you want. You'd make an argument for a couple. But that's the East Coast. That's the East Coast division. Dodgers, Angels, Rangers, Mariners, Western division. Now, they're also thinking about, if you want to just continue to spin your head around, moving the playoffs into November and December by only playing those games in dome stadiums or warm-weather cities. Nothing official yet, nothing at all. So let's work in reverse. The November-December thing can't work outside. It just can't. So Well, it, unless you're in a dome stadium. Well, that's what I'm saying. Dome is inside. Work. Yeah. Oh, you mean out? Okay, I got what you're saying now. <laughs> you know I love you, man. <laughs> you're right. When you said outside, I thought you were just, you know. Well, what you could have got me with a retractable roof, right? Well, no, no. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you can could have, have fake news nice and been like, "Hey, you didn't mention the retractable roof." You can have uh, nice weather in uh, in New York during this time in it December. Could, it could happen. Yeah, it could happen. Like they got lucky, or they used the weather machine <laughs> for yeah. the NFL draft. Like, remember, remember the Super Bowl in New York? I, I was going to say it's not that NFL cold. draft. I was there for that, and and I promise you, I was living 
right north of Manhattan in Westchester, and it was cold the day before, and it was cold the day after. I don't know what they did, what machine they used, but that was like that one anomaly. The right? NFL brought in a dome. You just didn't see it. Is that what it was? You I thought they just it. used the uh, <laughs> the president's weather machine. Maybe it's that. They flipped the switch. So you can't play outside, right? No, Yankee no, Stadium no, no. can't host. To, I think you would have to keep it more towards the West Coast. Yeah, which, south, or you know, have it in dome stadiums. So this opens up a big question here, which is, and we, you know, you can go through everything from Boston all the way down to Miami, but somebody on the East Coast, when they win their division, is going to have to travel somewhere out of their division yep. and play in a dome stadium. Even Miami, as well as Florida, did so far in everything as far as, especially beating a lot of the models and predictions and, oh, Florida this, and we made fun of Florida ahead of time, but they sure showed us for the most part. You can't take that risk even in going down to Miami at this point if you have a domed area that has been played in consistently without a serious or really any increase at all in the city we also have to talk about that. Look, the NBA itself said no. The Atlanta Hawks said no. The government in Atlanta said, sure, go ahead, do whatever the heck you want. It's okay, it's fine. But well, the I, Hawks- think the, I think the only difference is that baseball does offer your better chance of social distancing. Well, as far as a sport is concerned, sport abs- is concerned. absolutely right. You're not botting up against someone. I mean, very rarely do any, do two players come in contact with each other. In fact, the closest that you have players a lot of times uh, come in contact with each other would either be the batter and catcher or the runner in first base. Right, or anybody technically, third base if they're holding, things uh, like that. Come yeah. on, they don't hold in the majors. You hold not in anymore. the league. Not, not in the majors. They, they used to do that. that. Now it's all analytics. It's all... Uh, Let them steal home. You probably see a lot of that. It's just like the extended tag. You know, I, I guarantee you this. One thing we'll see whenever baseball returns is a significant 150% increase in the neighborhood tag. You know, they're like, oh, he was kind of in. He was there, kind of there. Nobody's going to now say you got to get glove Leather yeah. on leather at this point. You're going to be able to move around on that. What if, you know, the catcher trying to pick off uh, the guy at second. Right, and he throws it to second baseman who's standing where a second baseman normally stands, not on the bag, and the umpire should just call him out. He called him out, right? As yes. long as the ball gets to the second baseman before the runner touches the absolutely. bag, absolutely out. Look, they're doing that now. Social distancing rules. I don't know how you social distance at the plate unless you just have a backstop, and then the catcher comes in when there's a need to. How about this? Everyone has to barrel into the into home plate like Pete Rose. Everybody has to barrel into home plate. Well, yeah, but you want to avoid contact, right? Or are you no, having no, to barrel I think into something hit, else? If you hit so hard, Corona can't survive. Yeah, that's going to be the problem <laughs> is you just knock it right out with one fist. You could end up with a concussion. You won't get Corona. That's true. You might, you might as well. Listen, uh, insurance will probably cover the concussion a lot easier than it will yeah, Corona. Oh, definitely so. would. You're going to be going I, through paperwork. Okay, I like this plan. Because it does two things. One, I mean, I'm I'm biased because I'd be really curious to see a, uh, a season develop this way, just with this regional activity. And by the way, with the regional activity, yeah, sure, you have a lot of East Coast teams that got to travel all the way down to Miami and uh, you know to Miami or uh, Tampa. But I think the Houston Astros and Texas Rangers got the rough end of the stick because they got to keep going to the West Coast. Well, that's the thing. Why are they not in the middle? 
Like, because, why are they well, not guess, in the Cleveland, I guess Cincinnati? You wanted, to, you wanted to have ten teams in each league, right? In each division, all those those uh, the central they got it made. I mean, are they traveling more than fifty miles to each other? No, no. and and I think because that whole they, area can fit inside, uh, you know, your local shopping mall. They've significantly cut out teams in the south. Yeah, Atlanta, for example, is looked at as an East Coast team. Is it not? Yes. So that's what I mean. You even when you start to look at the southeast part of the country. Now there aren't many. It's the Braves, but you look at that area. There aren't teams there. So New Orleans, for example, it's not like they have a team, right? Where you can argue that there's a pipeline. The pipeline essentially stops in St. Louis. You you won't find a team. Correct me if I'm wrong. South of St. Louis, unless you start going towards Georgia. No, I mean and directly south of St. Louis, pretty much is Houston. Yes, so you're starting to look at that pipeline there, but, I but mean, it's southwest, not, I'm not directly. At, I'm looking at the both Chicago's, Milwaukee, uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Minnesota, Detroit. They're all. I mean, they're literally like within 50 miles of each other. The reality <laughs> is that they they should like Miami and Tampa are the outliers, right? right. And Houston, even though I don't think that Houston and Texas are test necessarily in Arlington, right? I don't. I don't think that they are. Although the Rangers are the West Coast, right? So, as so are Houston. Houston, right? So I don't so think they got to keep constantly. I mean, the they're distance. the outliers only because of how the division is created. Right. But if they were in the Midwest, they would not be oh, outliers. It would be fine. No, they'd it would be, be a perfect pipeline. Now, there's no. See, this is the thing: is <laughs> I get that it has to be equal. So are but, you are you are you recommending redrafting the divisions? Maybe have a north, south, east, west. Well, here's the thing: why does it have to be three split into ten? Why can't it be five split into six? Because they want to. Yes, want to keep it even. No, but hold on a second. It is even. Five times no, six I know. is thirty. I, 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 I know math. So look, I don't assume anybody knows anything because I don't know anything. So I just treat others how I would want me to be treated. Cleveland to Detroit is a three-hour drive. I think drive. the idea behind this having uh, three divisions with ten teams each is to have them constantly be playing each other, but not be playing outside their division. If you have five divisions of six of six teams or six divisions of five teams, you're going to have those teams constantly playing each other. Well, you know what? And they're trying to they're trying to get away from having teams on the West Coast constantly having to travel to the East Coast. Wait a second. I, I don't necessarily think that's the case, only because what we're essentially doing is if we take six six divisions, no, five divisions, pardon me, with six teams, what you're essentially doing is cutting the ten the ten three divisions. You're essentially cutting those in half. So we can remember this is a completely new set of divisions right it would still it's a, look the same though it would look similar in the sense that you wouldn't be forcing Miami and Tampa to play Boston that's what i'm saying like you could now merge two of the divisions together but not force every team to play every team like Boston could play Washington DC but the Red Sox wouldn't travel farther south than you know DC something like that whereas Miami would play teams in their division and another division closer to them but they wouldn't travel any farther north than like Philadelphia something like that yeah but that you still run into the same problem how you, I, by that rationale you'd have eight teams in the east 
Well, hold on a second. I, I tell you what. Just let's, look at the teams. I, I'm going to do that, but let's take a couple of minutes, all right? We'll, we'll step aside here because we're going to start to expand this conversation. We already have, as it stands right now, six divisions total, right? What they're trying to do is take those six and merge them into three. We have six and five right now. We, myself, Ron Culver, if you're following along on the platforms, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, Twitter as well, then you can weigh in and be a part of this 800-224-2004. We'll even open up the phone line here for you. We have that as it currently stands, six, five, six divisions, five teams each. I think if you and I take a look at this, we start to redraft by location. We could figure this out to where two divisions would cross and merge into each other, but it wouldn't necessarily mandate that all five teams play another division's all five teams. Think about that. We'll play this Jeopardy clip, too, that we missed from yesterday. It's the second level. Kane is in the building. You're listening to The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Interesting Reuters poll I want to get to in 10 minutes. This Jeopardy clip before that, and kind of looking around at these divisions. I don't necessarily think that Major League Baseball's idea is bad or needs drastic overhaul but with Ron bringing up where he physically is now in Houston and me looking at Miami a team that my squad in Philadelphia will have to travel down to which isn't terrible but it starts to be when you look at the two New York teams all the way up to Boston I was thinking well if they were looking at this to jump start it and keep everything in some sort of unified three divisions, ten teams, it's nice and cute and neat. Well, if you're just looking at reassembling, and if you're looking at taking teams and putting them, grouping them, if you will, by geography, I don't necessarily think we would have to eliminate the three divisions. Maybe, all right, you want to take the East, Central, West, and make them into something different, you can, but let's just look real quick, and and we can do this to the point where you know, we're moving through it, Ron, myself, you're following along, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, at Shander Show, at Ron, to Wins Culver, both on Twitter. The East, you would have, I mean, Balt- Tampa and Toronto, you would have to make a decision. But because of Boston and New York, then you would keep Toronto. So Baltimore, Boston, New York, Toronto, the, the South you're really going to go right now is Baltimore. So Tampa has to come out. Now we have to figure out who to replace Tampa with, right? Well, it gets a little more difficult when you start looking at the Central. There isn't really... Well, no, Tampa and Miami now are in one group because... So what are are you saying? I'm basically saying, like, there are two Easts, there are two Centrals, there are two Wests. Maybe we should look at that way. We're doubling up divisions right now. Does that make sense? Well, then then it's pointless for them to make any changes and keep uh, the American League and National League. Well, keep the American League and National League. No, but, that, but I mean, that's essentially what you're saying is like, hey, let's let's just keep it the way it is. Why change it? No, but I'm saying we can tinker. Forget the leagues. Uh, that, that's what I'm saying. You don't have to keep it under a team that's in the American League has to be in right. one. But, I'm, if you're, I'm, I'm, 
But what, what I'm, I'm explaining to you is that you're saying if you're going to have uh, two East, you're, you, you're taking the East and wanting to split them into two. That's what Correct. they already have. Yes, but not by – they have it, but not by geography. We're using a new criteria to it's group everybody together. close to geography. Uh, I think you can do better than – well, think about this. New York, right? Like, wouldn't you put the two New York teams together with Philadelphia, Washington, Baltimore? Or And, and not Boston and Toronto? No, no, no. Or – Take Baltimore and Washington out and put Boston. That's probably a better thing, is take Philadelphia, two New York teams, Boston, Toronto. That's one East, right? Uh-huh. Now we have Tampa, Miami, Atlanta, Washington, and we need one more, Miami. But, 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 but what does it matter? Well, because now those teams that are playing respectfully in their division, right, let's say that northeast as opposed to the southeast, yeah. they're not forced to travel to the teams like so you have 10. So in your scenario, you're fine with the Phillies playing a, rotation, playing a rotation of only Blue Jays, Red Sox, Yankees, Mets for no, four I'm, months. I'm saying they would be able to stretch out, but instead of going to Miami in the southeast, they would only go to Washington and Baltimore. So that's where you would see some flexibility on who you'd play. So you're, you're. I'm trying to help you out. You, you mentioned how Houston's getting screwed here. Oh no, I don't care. I love the fact that Houston would be getting screwed. You kidding Just me? Just because of what happened to him. I them. love the fact right. that Houston would have to play at Dodger Stadium. Well, that's not fair and to you, Texas. They didn't cheat. And you would have to open it. I don't. Who cares about the Rangers? Well, that's my point, though, is that if we're talking about Rangers who cares about fault these for teams, this anyways, because the Rangers want to showcase their new stadium, they'll be happy showcasing their new stadium. That's all they care about. They're not going to be happy when they're headed to Anaheim. Seattle. Well, yeah, Seattle even worse. San Francisco. Here's the thing, though. If you look at, correct, and, and if you look at where the Texas teams are or if you look at where Miami is, Houston, no. But the reality is, this. first off, if this thing holds, then they should probably think about just keeping this. Because what... The only thing that you would really have to now do is something with the DH, right? Like, there has to be some sort uh, of make, rule now. Just make it universal. Well, that, that's what I'm thinking go, would be the logical the answer. You have to make this thing a universal. And if, and if you're a Giants fan and you want Mad Bum to be hitting a couple, uh, get a couple of bats, then, you know, make him a DH every, every once in a while. Or pinch hit. Or pinch hit. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time, especially if it's deep in a game. That's actually not a bad weapon you can bring in. Yeah. But I, I think that would be the only thing that will be met with resistance. There are going to be National League teams that are going to look at this, and it's purists or old-timers or analytic yeah, heads, and whatever. You've got you to look at all of them and say, guys, we need to throw all of that out the window. This is a special circumstance. Well, but hold on, how year, special? It might be this year, and it might be the following year, because you're also going to be playing. I keep it. Why? I mean, no, but it could end up being that way, but you can't sell it. That way, because you're going to upset the purists of baseball. So, you know, we need to have American League. You need to have National League. It's tradition. So you sell it on the sense of, hey, we got to do it so we can have some baseball this year. It's either this or no baseball. Which do you prefer? You want baseball. And then maybe you're just like, hey, you know what? Social distancing guidelines have not waned at all. Let's throw this in another year and keep it keep it rolling just like this. Yeah, but why not change it? See, this is this is what I would no, say. No, that's how you... That's how you uh, 
kind of persuade the change because then you have those purists seeing and going, they're not going to eh, forget not that bad. Right. But this, they're not going to forget. Oh, so this thing has to go off. Go, this would be fine. You can't have any, bad. you can't have any struggles. You telling me th- this can't be Jalen hurts coming out there for a Taysom Hill play and throwing an interception. Because if it does, then there are going to be a hundred thousand people waiting to pounce all over you and well, say, "See, I think See, they get away with it you. this year because this year all anyone's going to care about is that there's baseball. just that they're back. That right. there's baseball in the stadium. Right, before we break, oh, we don't have time, do we? No, we don't. Damn it! Yeah. See, I you know I'm not the only one that's mismanaging the time on the show. I'm, hey, I blame I'm you. I'm just well. trying to convince you that the way they've realigned it right now is pretty decent. We can roll with it. I'd rather them just relegate a couple of teams, like get rid of Texas, get rid of Miami. What are we European soccer all of a sudden? Yeah. Why don't we create a G League? I'm fan. for MLB. What's the G stand for? Gatorade. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, so let's look at a couple of things here. Major League Baseball wants to change and just get things going. You mentioned this Reuters report will hit. And the idea for Major League Baseball, the three divisions, ten teams, you knock off the AL and NL, and you just have everybody grouped together. I do think that this is and, – and I don't know how you can move on and, and totally convince everybody, but – if I were Rob Manfred and if I had the influence of somebody next to Rob Manfred, then this would be a complete change. This would be a shift that I would announce would be permanent. And everything can be changed back and something can always be repealed. And I get that. Nothing is totally etched. Even stuff that you do find etched can always be removed. But in this case, think about what happens. First off, right now you provide a different yet same, if you can use that phrase here, um, presentation of Major League Baseball. So that really doesn't change. You have the sport back, as we were talking about in the previous break. You need that. You need baseball for fans, of course. You just need the game back. We know no fans in the stands and all that, but the game comes back. So you satisfy this immediate need. And you know what? There's going to be a spike for everything on TV. As soon as sports come back, The first major event is going to be something in the PGA. We already said that coming up uh, next month. That is going to be the most watched PGA event during that time outside of a major. We'll see. Everything is going to have a ton of eyes on it, a ton of eyes, right? So if you look at baseball, if you look at whenever basketball comes back in a playoff setting, we'll get to what Steve Kerr had to say about this in about 30 minutes. Whenever you have these things come out, sports, on television – We're going to be so starved. There are not going to be enough Michael Jordan documentaries in the world to keep us over. We're going to be so starved that we'll watch anything. So you're going to see this immediate spike in viewership for all sports. I mean, the NHL, baseball, the ones that are normally lagging are going to see a spike just because it's on. It is on. But what happens when that spike wears off? What happens when all of a sudden you start to move away from the immediate impact you got of just, hey, we're back, we're back, and you as the sport are back to, why are we lagging? Why aren't we getting enough attention? Why aren't, despite having TV deals, why are numbers down? 
Why is the interaction with our sport down on the sp- everything across the board from television to radio and other forms of media? And I mean, like, you know, the talk shows, idiots like myself and beyond. This is a great way to inject permanent and maybe that permanent only lasts the next five, six, seven years. Or maybe it's a ground building step where you won't see and reap the benefits for another, what, two or three years. But this is a perfect opportunity to change the presentation of your sport without truly gutting it, without making it basketball, without making it something completely different, such an asinine change to where people would be like, uh, that's not baseball. This, on the other hand, is a nice cosmetic surface change that will provide so much more of talking points and rivalries will be either renewed or brought up now as far as something new is concerned. You're going to have a combination of revived interest in the sport, maybe from people, even as I admit in the past, like myself, who have pushed it down on the ladder, if you will, the hierarchy of what I pay attention to. And you're also going to bring new people in. Because the team that you are familiar with, if you're 13 years old or if you're 45 years old, the team that you're familiar with is now changed in who they're playing and who comes to town. And the teams, not only the team, the chemical makeup as well as the players, stars may be coming here where they haven't. Even if it's simply, well, we get to play the Red Sox and Yankees more than two times a year. Something like that opens up. So there's a ton of avenue now in real estate that you can now create, really generate with interest by making this move. And I think it's something that baseball definitely has to, not even needs to think, but has to implement this. And I guess that, as we mentioned, there's going to be resistance, but you always go back to the NFL model. When the NFL knew that they had something in 2007, 2008, when they were opening up the game, more points, more eyes, TV contracts right around the corner, you know what they did? They said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the blowback. The NBA changed a lot, too. You see the difference with the Jordan doc and how things were. You can mug a guy, you can hand check, all that. They changed that. They opened up. They would rather have two bad teams, like really bad teams, race to 130 points as opposed to two bad teams race to 80 points. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see two good teams race to 80 points. Like, we don't want to see two good football teams first to 13 points wins the football game. We don't want that. You can make a significant cosmetic surface but still physical change to the sport without really gutting it. And the only real difference would be that the DH now is universal. And honestly, I don't even have time to hear so much resistance on that. It's such a big part of the game. It has been for so long. We really don't need to reopen up, well, DH or not to DH. It's a simple fix. You put it in now teams that were not using it, I guess technically National League teams, and you have three leagues. Instead of two leagues, you have three leagues. We've seen realignment all the time happen in sports. Hell, we've seen it here. Teams have gone from the NL to the AL. Houston's one of them. It happens a lot in sports. Why not use what's happening around us as a vehicle to push this forward? Before I get to this Reuters report, because I know I'll forget it, there was a unfortunate answer on Jeopardy! Monday night, and it went viral for obvious reasons, as you'll hear it. This, I feel like, is way more warranted than the sports stuff. Now, to be fair, you're going to hear this clip, but the answer also, as Alex Trebek is reading it, the answer provided a picture. 
the picture, because the category was Zulus, so the picture was all about the Zulu culture in Africa, questions about members of the Zulu culture to history of the Zulu as well. So this question was, I believe, the last one, the $2,000 one, or maybe it was the $1,000 one. I can't remember if it was in single or double jeopardy. It was the last question in the column, but it was met with a lot of, as you can hear, a lot of viral reaction to, oh, my goodness, to I can't believe you would miss this, to you know, even taking it further. To be fair, because you won't see it, but if you did watch it either the next day or live, this woman who got the answer wrong immediately recognized and made a gesture like, I can't believe I said that. So at least she caught herself. This is it. Zulus for 2000. 2000. Take a look. Here, as on each September 24th, Zulus celebrate a holiday that was named in honor of this warrior leader of the early 1800s. Sarah. Who is Shaka Khan? <laughs> no. Matt. Who is Shaka Zulu? So... Let me ask you this first, Ron, where does that list or rank, I should say, on your list of Jeopardy faux pas? You know, I mean, that's bad. It's bad. Shaka Khan. But I've heard worse. Okay, you she had she was sitting there. She you know, she's sitting there uh, frantically hitting that little button, got picked, kept getting it, kept going in her head saying Shaka Zulu, Shaka Zulu, Shaka Zulu. Alex calls on her. She goes, Shaka Khan. I well, guarantee how do you, that's what happened. How do you know she that young woman? She, she knew it, but she just blurted out the wrong one because she got nervous? Yeah. How do you know that young woman from USC didn't get nervous and was thinking Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson, bam, Babe Ruth? That I have no explanation for. Well, yeah, yeah, hold on a second. You, you get, can't you get half of it. You, yeah, she was going Shaka, and then Shaka Khan just, or she just didn't know. She knew it was Shaka Zulu deep down inside, but couldn't think Zulu, even well, though she, it was the category. Even though it was right there in front of her. She did make the gesture immediately after she said Shaka yes. Khan, like, oh, I and, can't believe I the, said it. How the, was that even there? And the USC student who said Babe Ruth, did not make that gesture like, oh, what am I doing? It's Jackie Robinson, of course. She honestly thought Babe Ruth. Either way. She just chose a baseball player. I mean, if she had grown up and her dad was a, uh, uh, was a huge fan of Ty Cobb, she would have blurted out Ty Cobb, and everyone would have been like, what? Wait a second. Why would being nervous mean that you would mess up one thing? You can't bootstrap this and use the answers if you're going to apply a general theory, which is one person got nervous, why wouldn't all these people who answered be subject to getting nervous? We're talking about the highest pressure game show that's out there, outside of like if you lose, you get thrown off a cliff somewhere in the world. You're saying Jeopardy is the highest pressure game show? Over the price is right? Yeah, unless you're in the, <laughs> well, hold on, unless you're in the showcase showdown. Okay, fair There's a that lot one, of pressure. That one, that one is a little pre- pressure packed. But, but that's only one element. Yeah, because you gotta you gotta not only get the bid close enough, but you also gotta outbid somebody else. Come on, there's no higher pressure of a talk show, a talk show than uh, game show than Jeopardy. You're never gonna win a ton of money unless you're back for like day two, even day three. On top of that, as you mentioned, you see people frantically clicking, and if you click early, you're locked out. So on top of timing, on top of the pressure of you have to really get answers right in order to stack money because it's difficult to win more than like, you know, 
15,000, 20,000. That's a lot in one night. That's like a round in Wheel of Fortune. So with all of that, you still have to answer the most difficult questions out there. And that's why I'm bringing up that Shaka Khan got nervous when she meant to say Shaka Zulu. I'm going to call her Shaka Khan, by the way, because I don't know her real name. The woman? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't matter. But you got to win like 10 for us to even remember you, Ken or James. Or the other guy, Rudder. Yeah, yeah. Brad Rudder won more than 10. He did win more than 10. Yeah, That's put right. some he respect was, on that man's uh, name. I'll put some respect on Rudder. I'm sorry. Is it Rudder or Ruder? <laughs> uh, it might be Ruder. At Shander's show at Ron Twins Culver is how you follow along on Twitter. I mentioned this Reuters report. I'll bring it up. We'll wrap the hour and come back and talk a little bit more about that. Second hour, it's jammed. We've got Jared Smith that's going to join us at 1240. Before that, we've got fake news with Ron Culver. So the report is as obvious as it gets, and they're trying to figure out who exactly is going to go back to normalcy. Who exactly is going to return to concerts and sporting events? We talked about this yesterday, how the, the um, international, it wasn't the international, it was Saudi Arabia is basically like their wealth-holding entity invested in a small percentage of Live Nation. That was leading into why people would still do live in-person contests, concerts. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Concerts as opposed to... Virtual stuff. We just saw Travis Scott set a record with a virtual concert. So as all of these restrictions are becoming more lenient, meaning you start to see things lifted, there is a question, a poll out there that Reuters tried to put out, 4,500 Americans, if they would be willing to return to normal activities after restrictions were lifted, only 4 out of 10 said they would. So 40% said they would wait until a vaccine was created which signals a slow return to sports live events since a vaccine could take more than a year, we're told, to be created and tested. 59% of all of these people polled believe that a streaming option would be a good idea for both music and sports. Well, sports has already beat you to it. Music now, that's the next wave. Sports, we're already comfortable and fine sitting there watching streaming stuff. It's nice to go down to the ballpark every now and again, but you don't really need it. Music, that's going to be the big shift, the big change, as far as looking at how the music industry adapts, knowing that, in this case, 59% of the 4,500 people polled said, yeah, just do it virtually, and I'm good there. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. That's a high percentage of people, by the way who say they will not, most Americans saying, we will avoid, according to this poll, returning before a vaccine says. So I have a question about cost effectiveness, and we'll do that next before we wrap the hour here on the second level. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, so we've tracked down a clip from the Kentucky governor who made the unfortunate mistake of thinking that a real person in Kentucky, a citizen in Lexington, Tupac Shakur, was filing for unemployment as the late rapper Tupac Shakur. Now, as far as names that are shared with celebrities, 
And I'm not justifying because this is an easy fix. Like the local government could have easily vetted this and realized that this was a real person. But I'm just curious in general. Is that not how many people famous stories have you seen where it's been Tupac Shakur? Like, like that's a name that's not common of a celebrity that you would raise an eyebrow and say, really, that person's named Tupac Shakur and not jump to a conclusion, but maybe try and vet it. Who else? I mean, Christopher Wallace, right? Notorious big, Biggie Smalls. That's a pretty po- common name. So you're probably going to find a lot more Christopher Wallace's from coast to coast than you will Tupac Shakur's. You could just think uh, Hugh Grant. I don't know why he popped in my name, in my head, but I actually knew somebody with uh, that name as well. And it never struck me as odd or anything just because I figured those were two common names well, Hugh it, and Grant it reminds me of that uh that commercial uh, I can't remember what I don't really know what the commercial was for maybe it was Mike Krzyzewski no it was um the guy the, the the guy's name was Michael Jordan and he kept he showed he would show up for a hotel reservation he would show up at a car rental desk show up for dinner dinner reservations and every single time he'd go up and like you know he'd say I'm Michael Jordan and like Really? And you'd have his ID, and they would always have disappointed looks on their faces. Yeah, it's an ESPN commercial, right? No, this one's, it was mainstream. Oh, it was? Yeah. I, have I, to I look think that it was up. for, like, airline flights or something. I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be as we see on Twitch. Collins21 say Tiger Woods. Somebody says Tiger Woods. You know that's a fake. Even Eldrick is a fake. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. you got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. Busy hour. We're going to let you hear the clip of the governor making a mistake on the 27th, apologizing on the 28th, and on the 29th, he rested, but we took over because I think we actually have some answers piling in despite Twitter doing its best to prevent you from seeing it. Answers on who, unlike our guy in Kentucky, Tupac Shakur, answers on the opposite, the most common celebrity name, Jared Smith is going to join us, Sports Grid and beyond. FanDuel as well is going to join us, 1240 Eastern. We've got fake news coming up this hour as well. And a story regarding the NCAA, dare I say, moving in a progressive fashion. You never know and you never want to jump the gun by any means. We're live, of course, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, at Shander Show on Twitter. Ron, two ends, Culver on Twitter as well. My good friend Adam Thompson, we have him on here. He works bookies.com. He's one of the best NFL prognosticators in the country. His record stands alone. Has a prop or two out for my quarterback here in Philadelphia. No, not Jalen Hurts, but Carson Wentz will squeeze that in before fake news. But speaking of Carson Wentz, maybe this is why Jalen Hurts was taken in the second round so high, as you're told, as an insurance policy. Because last time I checked, Aaron Rodgers 
is not collectively pregnant with his significant other expecting a child. Carson Wentz, on the other hand, saw his wife, Maddie Wentz, give birth to their first child Monday night. So congratulations to Team Wentz. Posted a photo of his new daughter, Hadley Jane Wentz, while wearing a T-shirt that said, Promoted to Daddy. Let's just hope that he doesn't get demoted to backup. That's the only thing I care about right now. I'm surprised Adam Schefter didn't come out and say, you know, outside of getting coronavirus, the Eagles are very concerned that Carson Wentz becoming a dad would be enough to knock him down as a top 10, top 15 quarterback in the NFL. They needed a reassurance policy. 2020, man, I tell you, it's crazy. Absolutely nuts. I will let you hear from this governor, the most common celebrity name, all before fake news next. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Do you remember that scene in Terminator 2 in the ending where they have to knock the bad Terminator? Judgment Day. This is one of the best movies, really action movies ever made where they had to knock the bad Terminator into that lava, like that molten. And then Arnold goes in there as well, and he comes out like Hacksaw Jim Duggan with that thumbs up. All that's missing is the actual Hacksaw and him running around the ring going, Ho! You don't remember that, right? A lot of you probably didn't even see that. You're not talking to me, are you? No, No, I I know you do. But we deal with so many younger viewers and listeners. Yes. The truck You in the movie? Yeah. Good friend, it, good friend of mine, family friend. Did they borrow like a, a family member's truck? Like they borrowed your old house? Or? No, that was uh, that was his truck. Okay, but you knew the guy in there yeah, who they the, uh, they take his truck. Well, no, you know, not that truck driver. You remember um, when uh, they're on the motorcycle? Yes, yes. And uh, well, I guess that truck when uh, the T one yeah. Terminator Robert Patrick steals the big rig. That's right. So that's the truck. Yeah, that's the, what I'm saying. Like the he guy steals he throws the truck. down as a as a family friend. Uh, Long, long time family friend. Oh, look at you, man! You've got family. Well, I grew up in Hollywood. It's, well, I was going to say, what are you doing this here? Guy, this guy was so cool, but he, but we could never get him on air because he, you know, he never talked. <laughs> but Is that he, right? Yeah, he uh, he got his first uh, his first start in Hollywood was building the eighteen van. Oh, that's awesome! All the different variations of it. What a cool thing you could use yeah. right there. And then so, he hated like he worked in the film industry. He hated going to him so much that he used to give me the uh, the tickets. To go see movie premieres. That's not bad at all. Yeah. That's not terrible. That's how I uh, I shared a a urinal once with uh, Mr. Lasorda. Well, that could have happened outside of the Hollywood Yeah, but it Hollywood happened at connection. a movie theater. Okay. Can, can. It's, it's, it's a little bit better. Did little, you say anything more, more than, what's up, Tommy? No, I said, hey, what's, what's going up, on? Skip? You give him going a skip? On? Then he punched me in the gut. No, and, said, and said, don't talk to me. Right? Well, you know, how do you make, you know, you know, all your Twitch followers, maybe you guys can come up with some uh, good ideas. How do you make good conversation in the uh, bathroom? You don't. You can't, You right? don't. No, what you do is, I'll tell you exactly what you do. And right? then there's and, etiquette because you have to stand every other stall. 
Well, you should be doing that anyway right, beyond but, the pandemic. But if you can't do it because it's crowded, people— Even less reason to strike up a conversation. Right? That's right so exactly. This is what you do. And, well, I was going to turn up. to him and go, hey, man, how's it flowing? Right. No, you can't do that. Can't do that. What you have to do is, if this is a situation that happens, I've had this before, where somebody comes in and it's maybe at a, like in a press box. You never know, famous person that could be doing it. Joe Theismann one time was in the bathroom. Now, I had already had Joe on my show, so there was a little bit of an icebreaker there. But still, it was the two of us, Eagles game. He walks in the bathroom. He's there. I'm there. And I want to say something. But then what this is, and again, I think the only strategy, you do whatever you're doing in there, and you finish first. Like, you have to be able to finish first, right? And you get up, and you kind of take your time. You leisurely take your time because the place to have a conversation is not at the urinal. The place to have a conversation is at the sink. So because it never crossed your mind to kind of just look at him and go, I see why you dominated New York. No, no, that, no, that would, that would have uh, that, that would have probably killed in the urinal section. No, well, there was only the two of us and it wouldn't have worked if nobody else heard it. And on top of that, the where the standing that I had at the time of the Eagles, they're probably just waiting to kick me out and revoke my press pass. So but I didn't want to push he, him any further. Uh, but he's not an Eagle. No, but he's way more important than me, and he got yeah. a press pass from the same people who I got a press pass from, and that's the Eagles. <laughs> it's not like the skin said, here you go, Joe, you're good to go. He's hanging out up there. But they would have given a press pass no matter what. He could just walk up that day and say, hey, can I get one of those uh, press passes, please? Correct, and I could not. You could never do that. No, no that it, cool. it took me a lot just to get a press pass. I didn't even have a seat. All right, this is how hard it was to get a pass. I had a pass game for game. They said, don't worry, we'll get you every game, and they did. They got me every game. But I didn't even have a seat. I was relegated to where you eat and watch. You know, you're supposed to eat a meal and watch these screens, and a lot of the screens were on delay. So I'm sitting there watching a screen that's on a delay. Meanwhile, the entire stadium is going, yes, or no, or anything else that you would sub in for Philadelphia. All right, let's look at this story here before fake news. Sham. I, you know, the whole thing about why I brought the lava up had to do with lava. If you inject it in your body can kill the coronavirus. Unfortunately, nobody but Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2 can survive an injection of lava. So that was is really that, a, Is that what's next? We've moved on from disinfectants to lava. Well, no, because I think there are some people out there incorrectly, of course will argue that, you know, the interpretation of disinfectant or depending on dosage or doctor super, all the other crap that gets piled on for justifying a ridiculous statement. Lava, there's nothing. Like, if you come out and say, yeah, you should inject yourself with lava, you're basically saying just end your life. I mean, there's no way around that. Nothing, nothing on the planet can survive molten, right? Not even the T1. The only thing we've seen is T2. That's it. So I, I think, yeah, there is something from that. All right, let's listen. Or before we get to this cut, the NCAA, this is Shams. The NCAA says it's expected to adopt a new name, image, and likeness rule for athletes starting next year, 2021 to 2022, allowing them to receive compensation for third-party endorsements and opportunities such as social media businesses and personal appearances. It did take a top prospect saying no to college and going to the G League in order for this to get motion and to get movement. And yes, when you look at what the NCAA is doing, they went from zero to one. 
So you would much rather have something there than nothing. I mean, the NCAA should not be pat on its back, should not be getting any type of praise. The NCAA is not some great organization that opens up doors now for kids to get paid off their likeness. This is nothing that the NCAA did that they originated. This is totally reactionary. And you know what? To be fair, the NBA shouldn't be praised or anything like that because the only person, it was one kid, who made the decision to go from college, or pardon me, from high school and forego college to the G League and get paid half a million dollars doing that. Now, the NCAA can't compete with that. They know they can't compete with that. They've known for years they couldn't compete with that. The only thing that they were banking on is nobody would take that risk. Somebody would just go to Europe and play in Greece, or somebody would just fall out and try to go and maybe play a year in another league outside, of course, of the G League, or not get paid, not be a high enough prospect to care. Who cares if this guy is foregoing college? He wasn't expected to go in the first round or even second round anyway. Let him do whatever the heck he wants. He can grow in an organization, ride the bench in the G League for six years. That was what they were banking on. Unfortunately, this just opens up the floodgates for people to go to the G League. I still don't know why you would restrict yourself to NCAA rules and standards if, and this is if, you had the option to go make six figures at least, in low six figures at least, half a million dollars would be great, in the G League. You're not going to be able to overcome the restrictions that the NCAA still has. And that's something that won't be discussed enough about what's happening here is it's not like the NCAA just opened this up. And said, okay, we went from caging everybody in to now we're opening up and saying, run around and do whatever the heck you want. There will still be, if you didn't see it specifically laid out, you will still at some point see it laid out where there will be restrictions, there will be limits, there will be areas in which one kid, one sport, yes, another kid, another sport, no, just based off of circumstance. The NCAA has opened things up in the past, not to this extent. They've released and, and maybe I don't, lessened would probably be the best term to use here. Penalties for certain things. But nothing has ever changed or been finite. It's always come back, and they've always found their own loopholes. Well, yeah, we still need to punish you. We still need to come down on you. We still need to enforce some sort of order here. Otherwise, it's just the idea of a student athlete is gone. This is them meeting themselves halfway. Make no mistake. This is not the NCAA doing a kid any favor. It's not the NCAA doing us any favors. Media, journalists, lip flappers like myself, gum flappers, whatever. None of that. It's not doing the NBA any favors, nor is it doing their coaches, respective college coaches, any favors. This is all reactionary. That's all it is. Now, speaking of a reaction, before we get to fake news, we brought this up. I've actually got a bunch of responses We'll get to as well before we close out the show at Shander Show for the question. But this was the story that we opened up the show with. A Kentucky governor made a mistake and then had to apologize the day after. I'll let him tell it. Now, understand that, unfortunately, um, it's going to take a little bit of time in these because a couple of bad apples uh, can make uh, uh, this challenge that much more difficult. For instance, we had somebody apply for unemployment for Tupac Shakur here in Kentucky. And that person probably thought they were being funny. They probably did. Except for the fact that because of them, we've got to go through so many other claims. 
that one person thinking that they were funny, using somebody else's identity, is going to make tens of thousands, potentially, of other people wait. It's not okay. I didn't know, um, and it's my fault, uh, that we have a Kentuckian who goes by Malik, uh, whose name is Tupac Shakur. I talked to him on the phone today. I apologized. I told him how it happened, uh, but I owned it. It's my fault. Uh, he was gracious. I uh, said, I'm, I'm sorry if I embarrassed him or caused him any attention. He didn't want. He was uh, very kind. He ended the call. God bless. And we're going to make sure that, that we resolve his claim. Malik, thank you for being um, thank you for being so kind. And, again, um, I'm sorry. Malik, thank you for being Tupac Shakur. My goodness. I mean, at least the guy went on TV and apologized, but I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that think that's probably not enough. I, I still can't believe how they didn't even begin to vet this. They just assumed uh, Tupac. Maybe Tupac is so big in Kentucky that they thought there was just no way. We would have seen this before. We would have known this before if there was a Tupac living in the state, living in Kentucky because of all places, of all states, of all countries, Tupac sold more albums in Kentucky than anywhere else. I don't know. But it begs the question, of course, one that we asked on Twitter. And I did get a couple of responses that kind of veered off in a different direction, but I like those responses better. What an opposite of Tupac and our pal Malik in Kentucky, Tupac Shakur, what's the most common celebrity name? A couple that I got, Mike Shemish, Michael Jackson, at JHU13, Joe Hewitt, Will Smith. Now, this one, I think, is hilarious, and I saw you like this tweet as well, Ron. Ryan Longeren, at Ryan Longeren. I used to work out in media. That's right outside Philadelphia, for those listening. And I met a guy named Donald Duck. Had to verify his ID for my job, and that was actually the name on his driver's license. So before we hit fake news, which I guess this could be a candidate for one of them, do you think that that's his birth name or do you think he went and changed it like so many people have changed their names who tupac no the, donald duck donald duck uh, see i i, I don't yeah. know if duck is a last name uh, he might have changed it to he might have changed duck i do believe his first name is donald without a doubt i can get behind that because you know but do you think that they would actually have a name donald duck like, do you think somebody, like, if your last name is Duck, are you naming your child Donald? I, no, I wouldn't. Even if Donald was, like, the name of one of the most important people in your family. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. All right, fake news next. You're listening to The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Click and Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. So, Ron Culver has four stories. Three of them are real. One of them, of course, is fake, and it's my job to sniff it out, and I have not done a great job at all. I'm hitting, like, below the Mendoza line, I think. So, take it away, sir. No, I was just wondering, should I go backwards? 
Does hey, that, you think that'll make a difference? You wouldn't even know. No, I wouldn't. All right. Story number one. I know it's kind of funny, though. An Oregon strip club is offering drive through shows for customers picking up food. I love it. And I can only hope this is a real story. And it's about time because what you're doing is you're combining two essential businesses. If there is no, we see it already, online, virtual stuff, OnlyFans, all that stuff is going through the roof, right? But there are still, people are still going to drive throughs And this is, I assume, like a Dunkin' Donuts or something like that, right? Uh, no, this is an Oregon strip club. Oh, the club itself is providing is offering Is offering drive through shows for customers picking up food. So you are Where are you picking up food from? From, from the strip club. Oh, okay. So isn't that where you get the best food? Like you, you know those free cheeseburger Wednesdays. That that is a highly overrated statement, my friend. If you're going <laughs> for the best steak at a strip club, chances are, I mean, that's like going to a casino for drinks, right? Yep. That's like going and playing nickel slots for free drinks, thinking you know you're getting water with a dash of vodka, whatever liquor you drink. It's believable, highly believable, and I hope to goodness it's true. All right, so the it's actually at the strip club. Okay, that's what I needed to know. So yeah. Oregon drive-through strippers, which I never really knew there was a drive-through window, but I guess maybe you pull into a tent. And... That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not an actual window. It's like a takeout. But well, maybe makes the sense. food. Maybe the food is passed through a window. That but, could be the case. So maybe it's this. How great would it be? To your left, you're getting the food, but to your right, while they're saying, you know, it'll be one minute, we're just bagging the food. You go, hey, take your time. You look to your right, polls. It's not bad. Although you don't really need a pole outside, do you? Well, well it's, in a, it's in a tent. I mean, you it's just, all in a tent. Or you, just, you don't want them just standing there, right? No, you want some sort of pop-up There's tent. Bertha just standing over the corner. There it right. is, sweetie. Right. Take a gander. I uh, like it, though. Look, I can only hope Bertha, this is true. Way. Yeah, that would probably turn people out. You don't want Bertha <laughs> sounding like that. Or yeah. you don't want a stripper named Bertha. Got to be great cheeseburgers, I'm telling you. The stripper named Bertha has to look amazing and sound amazing. You have to overcome that name. It's not a most popular celebrity name. We know that. Yeah. All right. What's story two? Story number two. A Florida man busted with guns in his car told cops his cousin John Wick was to blame. Well, is this like sharing a celebrity name? Is there a man named John Wick in this man's family? Could he verify that? I'm not sure how he or could Or is he blaming the that. movie on this? I'm thinking he's uh, thinking movie. In his head, maybe John Wick is his cousin. Maybe and only in his head. It's a great excuse. But I feel like there has to be a ton of substance in his body to do that, right? Like he's either Yo, drinking or uh, drugging thinking, or yeah. something. Yeah, because you go – it's one thing to say, hey, Keanu Reeves, but if you go John Wick, that's that's totally over the top. Now, the problem here in its viability is that it's in Florida, so you never know. You could be getting me on it just being a different movie. Like he gave out T2, I'm but we already mentioned T2. I'm thinking it's just Florida doing Florida. Just Florida stuff. All right, what's uh, story three? Story number three, North Carolina Farm is renting out their miniature donkey named Mambo to crash Zoom meetings. Crash? In Zoom what meetings. Sense? I know, I get that, but now this is a thing where you control people and just have this donkey jump in a Zoom meeting? Yep. Can you give me a little more specifics? Why would somebody want to do this? Because some of these Zoom meetings, you know, they need a little pick-me-up now. They're getting mundane. You're just standing in front of a computer staring at the same people who haven't showered in days just like you. Yeah, I'm wearing the same shirt. So all of a sudden, boom, insert Mambo, the donkey. 
I feel like there could be so many more entertaining things that you could insert. What's as more opposed- Did I mention it was a miniature donkey? Does yeah. that make a difference? Nope. Miniature fact, donkey. No, because how would you know? Well, unless that's, that's the donkey, right? Unless, unless it's something where you can look at the miniature donkey next to something that's normally big. You just, you know, you're True. taking their word for it. I'm certain that if you're, you're standing at the here. urinal next to the donkey, you wouldn't think it's miniature. No, but you can't get that close. Hence the Zoom meeting. Yeah. All right, Zoom donkey. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm. Unsure about that one. Last one. Last one. A California Chipotle is set to become the nation's first rat cafe. Oh, no. This, I guarantee, is true. What? What is it? A rat cafe? What do you think yeah. it is? See, when I first saw the headline, I thought, oh, rat pack, not bad. You know, bringing it back. But no, it's actually literal rat's cafe. It's somebody as if they're taking the movie Ratatouille to another set, another level. I don't know what Ratatouille is. You've never seen Ratatouille? It's a no. Disney movie. No. It's right up there with Donald Duck. You would know. Well, not me. The guy in media. So, uh, Ratatouille is a Pixar movie where rats are controlling. One rat controls this one cook because this cook can't cook, but the rat's an excellent chef. So he controls his body because, obviously, if you see a rat in the kitchen cooking, that would be a terrible thing. Wow. Okay, so... So I'm not saying these rats are cooking at Chipotle. What are they I'm doing? I'm just saying they're, they're just... just hanging out. They're, just, they're allowed to be there. Oh, they're allowed to be there? Yeah. That's the word that I needed was allowed. Yeah. So you can go to a Chipotle in California, hang with the rats while you eat your burrito. Pretty much, yeah. Now, is this appealing to anybody out there? This is the thing. I guarantee this is the true one. Or one of the true ones. I, I have no doubt in my mind that this is, unless you tinkered with something, but really, that would be so cruel to take a story like this that would be true and then tinker with it to make it f- uh, fake. With that said, <laughs> man, a lot of people think it's three. Three, the North Carolina farm is renting out their miniature donkey named Mambo to crash Zoom meetings. See, I can see that being a true story, but just not being used as much. Now, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the second story, not the Oregon Florida Strip Man. Club. Yeah, I'm going to go with Florida Man. All right. Well, because we, since we have a guest coming up, I'll go through these quickly. Oregon Strip Club, definitely true. Florida Man busted, who's uh, blamed his cousin John Wick. That story, unfortunately, is true. Ah. North Carolina Farm renting out miniature donkey. Come on. It's enterprising business. That one is true. The California Chipotle opening up a rat cafe is false. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. So we were talking about this last week, about how it's only a matter of time with this bigger lull we're going through. And it might even be a bigger lull, if you could imagine that, as the top infectious disease doc head of the national institute of allergy and infectious disease dr fauci is warning and warning of course like a model everything can change due to predictive or unpredictive behavior warns that sports may not happen at all this year safety for the players and for the fans trumps everything if you can't guarantee safety then unfortunately you're going to have to bite the bullet and say we may have to go without this sport 
for this season. We're expecting a lot of things happening. We just had the NFL draft, so we look back from a betting standpoint, also how that impacts some futures. The other conversation we were having, and this is why we go out to the progressive guest line and bring in Jared Smith, at Jared Lee Smith, Sports Grid, of course, as you know now, the host of the Scott Farrell Show that's right here on SB Nation Radio, Wager Talk, Sports Memo, MSG Networks, FanDuel Covers. So one thing we were talking about, and we used you as a perfect candidate for this, Jared, first and foremost, thank you for the time, is how we're we're really around this lull that's going to get even deeper. Forget Fauci's comments for a second, which make it even worse, where this need to bet, this need to play fantasy has a void in our lives that could actually be filled if, in fact, people went to, like, day trading and the E-trades of the world like we go so often to the DraftKings and FanDuels to run free rolls or tournaments. You're seasoned and experienced in both. You straddle that line of knowing about stocks and trades, also about NFL and NBA trades. But that, that I think, is the immediate future to where we can start talking about things that you can approach from a fantasy football, from a from a DFS standpoint, and I think the most obvious one would be stocks. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always viewed these teams as stocks or ETFs in some capacity, so I, I, I've always traded them as such, and I think that's a very good way to approach uh, the futures marketplace in general. So if you want to take uh, that concept and move it over to the stock world, then yeah, you want to buy low and sell high, just like you would uh, in the sports world. I, I do caution investors that want to make a quick buck just to dive into the stock market for short-term gain that's usually when you see the most volatility when i recommend that people do some investing i pick some stocks and it's a thing that you would do more long term that's why i've been such a fan of the futures market uh throughout my time as a gambler because i I liken those two things so much whereas day trading is much more like betting on the saints minus seven if you don't cover the number you're going to lose money that day same thing with playing options or playing short term uh, in the stock market. If you don't cover the number quick, you could lose your shirt in a hurry. So when you look at what's happening right now, clearly the world is much different than it was three months ago. And the market is no exception. Clearly, maybe the biggest poster boy for what's going on, child, what's going on. A lot of people will say, well, well, hold on, guys. Everything is down. NASDAQ, S&P, everything is even gold. Are we talking about something similar to where maybe this is a year like in the NFL where you have two good teams and everybody else is below 500? (laughs) Or is there something deeper to where you can still manipulate, even on like a day trading standpoint, where you can manipulate stocks to even come out up a high despite everything really being down more so than not? It's all timing, and also the market is so reactive to news in such a different way over the last few years, especially than it has been in previous times because of the the the, the quickness and the speed of the information that travels. And usually by the time it gets to me, I've already missed that initial move off of whatever news happened. Like a great example is this morning, uh, Gilead released a new trial of their remdesivir drug, their malaria drug, treating COVID patients. And originally we heard that it wasn't a very positive result. Now Gilead saying it is. And the NAIA uh, or the, the, the you know, National uh, Infectious Disease Institute came out with their own double-blind placebo. So by the time we get that information as a retail investor, it's too late for us to make any real money off of that move. You have to try to anticipate those moves like you anticipate a line move in a, in a, in a game. 
yeah. where you kind of think, well, this is trending in this direction. If I bet this game on Monday at minus six, my guess is by Saturday or Sunday before game time, it's minus seven, seven in the hook. And I came out on the other side of the move where you feel like you made a smart investment. Same goes for the stock market. You might look at a stock on Monday and say that stock is flying, but if you know, look look underneath, look underneath to the market itself and the fundamentals of the market, and and that'll give you a little bit more of an implication. Was there a big news uh, catalyst that pushed that stock that day? Uh, today, it's that Remdesivir drug, and that's why the market's up 500 points. There's no other real reason for it. Boeing had bad results in their uh, you know quarterly earnings, and I think we're going to continue to see bad quarterly earnings for all of these big companies. But a big piece of news like that will tilt the markets in one direction. And if you're against that news, say, you instance, you shorted the market this morning, well, then you're not feeling great. But on the flip side of that, when the market goes up a lot of points in an environment like this, you want to think contrarian. And you want to say, oh, well, it's probably an overstated move. Maybe we're reacting a little bit too much to that news. I'm going to go against the flow of the markets here and sell. That's where you can get into trouble. But to me, that's where the real money is made. You have to anticipate the move. By the time the market's gone up 500 points, there's not much you can do on this particular day to make a quick buck in the day trading world. Jared Smith joining us at Jared Lee Smith on the Progressive Guest Line. One more, and then we'll shift to some futures regarding the NFL. Oil. I saw it goes Mm. up a little bit. Is it too late to jump in to cash in on what should be a bounce back at some point? I'll tell you what, the oil market, and, and you say that now, that's the, uh, the, the current website, the current uh, uh, chart I'm looking at is, is the crude uh, WTI contract for June, and that was the, the much-talked-about contract that ended the May contract, which closed at the end of April, uh, the 20th or the 21st, one of those days. It closed in the negative, and then it bounced back up slightly and then closed, I believe, somewhere around – eight bucks, 10 bucks somewhere. And, you know, to have oil that low and to have it go negative was kind of a shot across the bow that maybe the bottom is in. And I could see there being some more volatility in the short term. But yes, to answer your question, if you're willing to navigate some choppy waters over the next couple of months and it's not a short-term investment, yes, I believe oil will be trading back in the 40s sometime next year. And if right now it's trading at about 16 bucks. So you do the math. Yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah, no, I I do think and and oil was trading in the 60s before the crash before, you know, March. So I do think next year oil will be back at that level. And if you play the market right and, and like I said, you're willing to to, you know, absorb some short term volatility then, yeah, by next year, you should double your investment. You, you, theoretically, you absolutely should because there's no way that the demand for oil stays this low for this sustained period of time. Right now, it's a supply and demand issue, Aton. They have yeah. all this oil that's getting produced and no one's using it. Now they're running out of places to store it. So that's why you saw the extreme spike in volatility in the oil markets. But, yes, I agree with your assessment. By next year, I expect it to bounce back. So do the experts. So, if you, like you said, if you're willing to sustain that short-term loss, it, it could be a long-term gain. All right, so there were two props, player props, that I saw put out on one on Unibet. The other, I believe you can get at, yeah, both at Unibet here. So local to us in, you know, the PA Jersey area. Sure. And a team that's local to us as well. And I think it was a huge story in the draft, and it's beyond just history and numbers. You can apply human nature and drama to a lot of times, right, to putting a wager in. The over for Carson Wentz passing yards, just passing yards, 39-24 and a half. 
with all of the stuff that Jalen Hurts, the conversation, the quarterback controversy. His wife has now given birth to a healthy child. They can move on from that. I feel like this would be the year where he goes for like 45, 48, maybe even closer to five than he would 4,000. I know that's a lot to add another thousand to Wentz, but I would look at this at minus 110 at Unibet as as much of a lock as you can find. I agree. I, I, I am not under the impression that drafting a quarterback in the spot that not only Philly did, but even Green Bay in uh, around sooner is going to affect the starter in a negative way. In fact, I'm always under the impression that these guys are such alphas that they take this stuff so personally, even though that the Eagles drafting Jalen Hurts does not have as much to do with Carson Wentz as it much has to do with the overall environment we're in and, and quarterbacks and COVID and, and having good backups on your roster. It, it, it makes you better. And, and if, you are, if you're a mentally strong guy, and I think all of us can safely say that Aaron Rodgers is about as mentally tough as they come, He's going to be. I think he's going to put that chip back on his shoulder, and I think Carson Wentz should have the same approach. Now, I, I don't know if Carson has the same mental acumen uh, and ability to kind of absorb this kind of information and, and bounce back from it as Aaron Rodgers does, who's always been very resilient throughout his career. We'll see what the kind of resiliency uh, that Carson Wentz is going to have because, yeah, this is definitely one of those things that will speak to your talent. You know, you have to doubt yourself. Do the Eagles think that I'm not ready to do this anymore? You know, you're going to have to overcome those self-doubts, and you're also going to have to overcome the media and all the people telling you that, hey, Jalen Hurts is right there. Be careful, kid. Don't mess up. But I agree with you. I, I, if, if, if you believe in Carson Wentz, this is a positive for him. This should push him to another level. And, and that's the approach that I would take if I was Carson, and that's the attitude and the mental uh, mind frame that I put myself in if I'm attacking this. All right, last one for you, sir, and I'm curious – Spot question, but you can take it anywhere you want. Let's look at the AFC and NFC as far as conferences are concerned. Did any team in either or maybe one in each draft so well that you now went from thinking long shot to win their conference to, you know what, I actually like the value? I mean, I think the Dolphins had a really good draft, but I think that was more volume than anything else. I tell you what, the Rams had a quietly good draft. I'm happy you brought them up. I, I do think Cam Akers and Van Jefferson are going to add a little bit of a, a spark. And, you know, you, you, you lose Brandon Cooks, you lose Todd Gurley, and you replace him with, you know, SEC-type talent at both positions. You know, I know Florida State's not in the SEC, but they're, they've been a, a factory for, for NFL players over the years. And obviously Van is a wide receiver at Florida, had a very good career down there with the Gators. So, you, you know, you, you add top-tier talent at those two positions of need. I think the Rams had a quiet, good draft, but I'm not ready to buy Jared Goff. I thought the Niners doing less with more, or excuse me, doing more with less, uh, also continue to bolster their spot as the deepest team in the NFL. John Lynch continues to just just outmaneuver everyone. So you, you move back in the draft, one spot with Tampa Bay. You pick up a fourth-round pick. You still get the defensive tackle you want, replacing DeForest Buckner, which is who you gave up for that first-round pick to begin with. Then you take that fourth-round pick you got from the Bucks, but basically was a free pick because you were taking Kinlaw anyways. And you moved it to Minnesota to move back up in the draft and get Ayuk, who was apparently the number one wide receiver on Lynch's draft board. So considering that you basically had two first-round picks, you got two positions of need, you moved up without having to give up any capital because you got that fourth-round pick from Minnesota to begin with uh, in the deal uh, with the Bucks. So it, it just, it, I just, like John Lynch continues to really show why he is an elite builder of talents and builder of rosters. And, you know, they only had, what, five picks, but they added two starters at the top 
and outmaneuvered the field a little bit. So the Niners, I would continue to put my stock in them being an elite-level team this season. Awesome, Jared. Thank you, brother, for the time. Anytime, Aton. Good stuff. You got a Jared Smith at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter on the Progressive Guest Line. We'll wrap the hour next here on the second level. You're listening to The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Uh, let's listen to Jameis Winston, the Instagram Live, as he signs a one-year deal and will be the most discussed backup quarterback more than Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love combined this year. This is the Instagram Live posting about learning from the Harvard level of quarterbacks. I think I'm, I'm going to uh, being, a, being a part of New Orleans Saints, being a part with Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, Sean Payton, uh, Coach Joe uh, Lombardi, Coach Pete Carmichael Jr. When you think about that room, I mean, that's like, that's like a Harvard education in, in quarterback school. So if the Saints, and I do think that this is not some leap or anything, but I do think that this will humanize a lot of people's opinions on Jameis Winston, him taking a step back and working towards becoming a starter again. You also have the level of talent that he showed last year. It's not like he just threw interceptions. He does have an arm. He can make decisions at times if you put talent around him. With all of that said, though, if Breeze, and let's just look at it at quarterbacks, in the room is a little different, I get that, but if Breeze, according to Jameis Winston, is like going to Harvard working with him, what are the other Ivy League schools compared to quarterbacks? Like, who would be the Yale and who would be the Brown of quarterbacks that you would learn from in the Ivy League? And ultimately, you're getting an Ivy League education, so I can't rip. I went to Gettysburg College. I'm just saying in general, like, who would jump out to you? If Bree, I guess Brady would have to be Yale, right? Well, I mean, we're kind of sliding Ryan Fitzpatrick, aren't we? No, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, you could work Fitzpatrick in there as like a Brown University. well, Well, he technically is a Harvard University. Yes, but it's not so much that he's getting a Harvard education in Harvard. He's Why not? Jameis- hey, name me a backup quarterback or uh, a career journeyman quarterback that has had as much success as he has had. Well, I think and that been if able to stay in the league for as long as he's had. So, to be fair, if you're looking at Jameis Winston trying to set the bar so low that he can just survive for the next ten years in the NFL, then sure, learning from Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick at that point would be like learning from Jeff Bezos or somebody like that in business. Yes. So Brown University, your skill set. I think he's Brown. Brown. I think Brown University might be calling you. Well, they didn't call me when I applied. Well, that makes all the sense, doesn't it? I heard you could get through there going pass fail. That's why I applied. Is that not accurate? You're right. I probably am going to get an email or something from Brown. I apologize. You're in the Ivy League. You're smarter than the rest of us. Brown was probably the first team that said no more basketball.